the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Just past noon on a Monday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Yes, the show now airs 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., so we're happy to have you in the midday. Your participation is coveted. 844-TALK-989, our number, 844-TALK-989. The Afghanistan situation has spiraled so far out of control uh, that Joe Biden has been smoked out of his uh, vacation and will address the nation today at 345. The airport in Afghanistan is so out of control that it has been shut down. We are trying to regain control of the tarmac. Uh, Two armed men approached uh, U.S. military personnel who are there to protect Afghan people who helped us during our 20 years in the country post 9-11, trying to eradicate al-Qaeda and the Taliban. And so U.S. military personnel fired today on two armed men and killed them. Thank goodness U.S. military were not harmed. But it just goes to show you how horribly the Biden administration misread the situation in Afghanistan. I always disagreed with the decision to get out. Uh, Getting out without protecting uh, the civilians who helped us uh, is just an egregious breach of every single debt that we owed the Afghan people who helped us there while we were, by the way, keeping us from another 9-11. People say, oh, well, you know, we wasted our time over there. We wasted $2 billion. We, we, we accomplished nothing. No, we accomplished a lot over there. You see how lawless the country is. And where are the feminists, by the way? on what will happen to Afghan women now that the Taliban is back in charge. A, they won't be able to be educated. Um, That's really the least of their concerns. Uh, They will be raped and ravaged, and uh, they will have no rights at all because that is how the Taliban use women. Uh, In local headlines, uh, they're moving in on campus at Ohio State. The most famous freshman at Ohio State now is the up until about a month ago, Texas high school senior Quinn Ewers, he's a quarterback. Ohio State has three freshman quarterback who've never thrown a pass. Now they have four. Quinn Ewers is here. And uh, Ohio State coach Ryan Day will be answering questions about him today. You know that this has been the year, unfortunately, of crime and murders, not just in Columbus but across the country. But we concern ourselves with it, of course, here because this is where we live and hope to keep living. It was wonderful to see uh, the Columbus Homicide Division made an arrest in the murder of a city worker late last week. Uh, 
Don't know if that resulted from what is a change in how they're going to be doing the homicide division, but they are changing it in hopes of solving more of the murders. How many murders do you think they cleared off the books last year and find solutions to? Get the number in your mind, because when I give you the number, I think it's going to blow your mind. 51.4% of cases last year, 175 murders. That was a record. And the Columbus Division of Police cleared 90 of them. Now hear me, and hear me clearly. When you give a number like that, and you express surprise at that number, it is a reasonable assumption of yours to think, well, Bruce is criticizing the Columbus Division of Police. No, not at all. Not at all. I think that the Division of Police has been so demoralized by Mayor Andrew Ginther, and it appears that the way it was operating, or perhaps it was operating just fine under its former processes and this latest process uh, being unveiled is uh, a desperate reach. Only time will tell. But it's my understanding that most people are murdered by people who they know. Now, I think what would be headline news in our city and very welcome news in our city would be if there are arrests made in the shooting deaths of Olivia Kurtz and Mackenzie Ridley. Olivia Kurtz, you remember, is the teenager who was shot to death at Bicentennial Park downtown when an impromptu but nevertheless well-attended dance party took place. Mackenzie Ridley was a recent high school graduate who was shot to death while attending a squirt gun party, a squirt gun fight at a park on the east side. Both were, we think, shot randomly by people just firing into a crowd. But so far, and I understand why they wouldn't let us know if they had leads in the case, but Columbus police made a plea after Olivia Kurtz's death. We need help. Somebody's got to talk. Somebody's got to say something. And nobody, it appeared at that particular time, was saying anything. So the reason why arrests in those particular cases would be significant is because, number one, we hold accountable the people who did it, who snuffed out two lives extremely long on potential with great ability to accomplish things and bring joy to other people. We would give the family closure, but it would also hopefully indicate, and this is the crux of why, Columbus police are able or unable, however you want to look at it, to solve only roughly half the murders in our city is an attitude that persists out there. Don't cooperate with the cops. Don't cooperate with the cops. And if you want justice, and how many people cry for justice? Oh, justice, justice, justice. Well, if you want justice, then you have to be willing to play a role in the process of justice. So here's what the homicide unit is going to be doing from now forward. They've been working all shifts of the day. Um, And if you were on shift, say second shift, and a homicide occurred 
on second shift, you would handle that homicide. You wouldn't handle any other homicide. That makes sense to me. But now the entire homicide unit, which is 32 detectives, four sergeants, are going to work first shift and rotate the handling of cases. They want to give them cars so they can take them home. So if there's a murder, they can go directly to the murder. I mean, think how cumbersome it is. Time is of the essence in the investigation of a homicide. Previously, they had to drive downtown. If they were off-duty, get a car, drive back to where the murder is. That was an unnecessary delay. So hopefully, by keeping a regular schedule, uh, these detectives will have more sleep. They'll be able to perhaps brainstorm with each other, come up with clues, come up with a, you know, a very purposeful investigative plan, and they'll also all be able to interact. A lot of this is a back and forth with prosecutors, with judges, with all that. Everybody on that shift is working first shift, so it makes sense to me that the homicide detectives should too. So hopefully this will result in uh, more people being brought to justice in our city. But, it's, folks, it's only going to happen if the people who know are willing to help detectives solve these cases. If they're not willing to help, then the case will go unsolved. And the case will not go unsolved because police don't care, which that's the accusation made all the time. The cases will go unsolved because whether it is in support from the top, which is Elaine Bryant, the division of police chief, whether it is above her, Andrew Ginther, whether it is, to some degree, above him with his crazy left-leaning, woke police oversight review board that he empowered. The most effective investigators are those who feel supported in what they do. I question whether the investigators of the Columbus Division of Police feel that support coming from the people they need it most from, which, of course, starts in the mayor's office. You're invited to uh, weigh in, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Some audio for you next. Uh, A wide range of criticism for the Biden administration's incompetence on Afghanistan. That's dead ahead on The Bruce Hooley Show. Tomorrow at this time on the Bruce Hooley Show, we will have in studio with us uh, 15th Congressional District candidate Omar Tarazi. Uh, Omar, this really told me a lot, reached out to me last week. Uh, Omar did not win the Republican primary. Mike Carey won the Republican primary. But Omar reached out to me, and Omar is an attorney in Hilliard with uh, service on Hilliard City Council. And he reached out to me. And I thought it was just, you know, a classy gesture. He's going to you know, thank me for having him on the show and say, nice to get to know you, that kind of thing. No, I mean, it was that. But it was also, what can we do going forward to continue the effort to try to fix some of these issues that prompted him to run for the 15th Congressional District? And I find that attitude uh, so necessary if, in fact, we are going to make any gains. And so tomorrow, uh, we're going to have Omar in studio to talk about um, 
and give us some understanding of what we're seeing in Afghanistan, what he learned about running for Congress, he may not have learned a lot flattering about our system of governance. Uh, Because it sure looks to me like the way that primary went, that he who gets a certain endorsement, and I'm a Donald Trump supporter, but Mike Carey got the Donald Trump endorsement, and Mike Carey spent a ton of money. Uh, Do we want it all to matter about endorsement and money spent? And I'm not knocking Mike Carey. Never talked to him. Look forward to talking to him. I will support him uh, in his bid to succeed Steve Stivers, who, you know, quit in the middle of his term. Uh, But I just think that if we don't get to the point where we have true servant representatives, people who break from their regular successful life, uh, Omar Tarazi fit that profile. Ruth Edmonds also ran in that. She fit that profile. Uh, They were not elected to office. And I know everybody has to run for something the first time. But it seemed like a lot of the people in that race were like, hey, I got a job in government. Let me look for a better job in government. And that's why I'm attracted. A, that's Donald Trump, right? He didn't need the job. On the U.S. Senate side, J.D. Vance doesn't need the job. Bernie Moreno doesn't need the job. So those are the candidates that I think that's what our founders were like. And I, for one, would love to see us get back to a mindset where uh, people don't enter government and stay in government forever, Sherrod Brown. You know, you serve, you prove your acumen as a businessman or in some other way, businesswoman, whatever. Then you serve, then you leave after a while. That, to me, would be a much better system than we have where we have people in there forever. Uh, Now, Richard Haas is the president of the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, Richard Haas was on MSNBC, um, where, shockingly, he was allowed to say this about Joe Biden and Afghanistan, and where most of the rest of the panel had the same kinds of things to say. I think we're having computer When issues. Joe Biden became president, he inherited a situation in which the United States had an, a modest uh, investment in, in Afghanistan. We had come down from 100,000 troops to 3,000 uh, troops. Our role had been severely circumscribed. There hadn't been a combat fatality since February 2020. Uh, so I think in one conversation we, we need to have is why was it that the previous president and this president both felt so compelled to leave Afghanistan? Uh, that, to me, is one of the, the big questions. What I don't think is debatable is how we did it. This is a fiasco. This is uh, you know, a big part of life is execution or implementation. And this is just malpractice. This has just been a, a fiasco by any and every measure. They didn't give him the hook. They let him continue. And uh, we're having the dreaded spinning hourglass on the audio machine. So I'm going to try to play what Richard Haas had to say in addition to that. Uh, But if there's a little delay, you'll know why. I would actually think the agreement we signed with the Taliban in February 2020 was a disaster. It undermined the Afghan government. It asked virtually nothing of the uh, of the Taliban in exchange for our withdrawal. And Mr. Biden, who hasn't been shy 
about changing to all sorts of other policies he inherited from Iran to climate change. Why was he unwilling to change this policy? That is a very, very fair question. And you're going to hear it today. I guarantee it when Biden gets to the podium at 345. We had no choice. President Trump agreed to this. We had to follow through. Well, if I were filling up my gas tank with fuel from the Keystone XL pipeline and walking right in and being given all our border and walking right in and being given all kinds of aid because they'll presumably return the favor with their vote for future Democrats, then I might be more inclined to believe Joe Biden. If any of the education policies put in place by Betsy Betsy DeVos when she was Secretary of Education were left standing, well, then maybe I'd believe Joe Biden when he says I had no recourse but to continue the Trump policies in Afghanistan. But, of course, we all know none of that is the case. None of that is the case. He has not been shy about departing from previous Trump policies at all. In fact, he's not even the least bit shy about doing things that he knows the Constitution don't empower him to do, like continuing the eviction moratorium. Remember he talked about, eh, you know, probably can't do it, but if we do it, the money will get, maybe the money will get where it needs to get before the courts intervene. That is a tacit admission. Yeah, I know I can't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because I I just want to do it. I enjoy the power. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, I'm actually shocked that he's going to come to the podium today. Because at this point, what can he possibly say? We've got Afghan translators people who were loyal to America, clinging to the side of transport planes, leaving Afghanistan, trying to hold on to the exterior of an airplane so that they can avoid being beheaded. You say, well, that's not a very good option they have there. No, it's not. Not a very good option. Does it remind you of any other really bad option? Maybe Afghanistan or close related? Yeah, it does me. Reminds me of people who faced with the inevitability of being incinerated by airplanes that flew into the Twin Towers chose to take control of how they died and plunge to their death from 100 floors up. The scenes are hauntingly reminiscent. But Joe Biden has always fancied himself the smartest guy in the room. And isn't it the case always that the smartest guy in the room, who thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, is often the one who won't listen to anyone or the one who won't seek an opinion that differs from his own? And what was it Robert Gates, uh, former national security chief under Obama, who said Joe Biden's been wrong on every foreign policy decision he's made over the last 40 years, wrong on every one? Well... I guess you got to admire the old guy for his consistency because he's wrong on this as well. And it's playing out. And it's going to get worse. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.